Welcome to today's podcast with Bishop Wale Ajayi. Let's begin from there this morning. Romans chapter 4. The certainty of the promise of God. Everything God has said must come to pass. Somebody say amen. And, and especially when your expectations are based on God's promises. When your expectations, you know, sometimes you can have unrealistic expectations. Alright? Unrealistic expectations. Uh, when I was getting married, one of those that did, that counseled me and my wife for marriage told us about expectation gap expectation gap and what it meant was you come into a marriage because your mother your father used to help your mother cook in the kitchen and that's what you saw growing up you now get married to this man you are cooking in the kitchen you didn't tell him oh, come and help me he's not in the parlor watching man you and chelsea in your mind he should be standing there to help you did you tell him to help you no but because your papa did help your mama you expected that you leave the match and come and stand with you the man said no that's because his problem in marriage Say your expectations. Am I making sense to anybody here? So he said, said, he was telling us about that problem in marriage. And so maybe you have expectations this morning. You see, but what, what makes your expectations realistic is that they are based on God's promises. Somebody say amen. So if my, if my expectation is based on God's promise, then I can expect it with confidence. It's not wishful thinking. You know what I just said? Expectations should not be just wishful thinking. But if my expectation is based on the promise of God, on what God has said concerning me in his word, then that promise or that expectation is realistic and it will come to pass. Somebody say amen. And the Bible says for all, let's say that scripture, 2 Corinthians 1.20, before we do Romans 4, 2 Corinthians 1.20, show me, how many promises? Look at the word. How many promises? For all. Somebody say all. So let's not get too spiritual about this. Just go to the word of God. Once you have put faith in Christ, you are a child of God. You are as holy as you can ever be. You are as righteous as you, as you can ever be. You are a child of God now. You are in the sight of God like Christ. You are led by God's spirit. So don't be too spooky about this. Go to the word of God. Any promise that deals with your expectation is yours. You know what I just said? Any promise in the world, look for the promises of the world. Maybe you are dealing with fear. Go to the word of God. Find all the promises that deal with fears. They are yours. If you are dealing with a case of childlessness, go to the word of God. Every promise that deals with having children is yours. You know what I just said? And based on those promises, you can have expectations. Oh, glory to God. I say glory to God. You can have expectations. In Philippians 1.20, I think. Philippians 1.20, what did Paul say? According to my earnest expectation. According to my what? Earnest expectation. And my hope that what? In nothing I shall be ashamed. That with all boldness as always as not Christ magnified in my body, whether I be my life or my death, by death. What's Paul saying? My earnest expectation. I know I shall not be what ashamed there. I shall not be disappointed. Somebody say amen. And I'm saying that, that those expectations are expectations based on the promise of God in his word. And child of God, all the promises, say all the promises. Come and say all the promises of God in his word are mine now. They're yours. Yours. So I was, I was talking to myself yesterday. So it's not about, and this is important in your interactions with God and as a believer. Stop praying as if what you want from God, God doesn't want to give you. Stop behaving like that. As if he doesn't want to. So you have to pray, cajole him, impress him, oppress him, manipulate him so he will not give you. No, no. What? Listen to me. God has already given. And you receive by faith. 
You know what I just said? So it's not about God giving, it's about you receiving. That's why the Bible says when you pray, Ephesians 4 and Philippians 4, 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Hear what he said next. And God will stand up. Look at what it says. And God will not stand up and start walking because you have, you have woken him up. Is that what the Bible says? No. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts. So the effect of your prayer is on you. You know what I just said? The effect of your praying is not on God really, but on you. To keep you calm. Because God is already working. I said God is already working. Why? Because he loves you. I said God loves you. I said God loves you. I said God loves you. He loves you more than you love your children. He's your father. What bothers you bothers him. What concerns you concerns him. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 4, let's see something. The Bible says in Romans 4, from verse 13, is all interesting, but let's have verse 13. It says, for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who have the law are heirs, faith is made void or empty or useless. And the promise made of no effect because the law brings wrath for where there's no law there's no transgression verse 16 therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure you see that to all the seeds they're sure so the promise is sure the word sure there is certain. The word sure there is guaranteed. The word sure is assured. Somebody say amen. That the promise of God is assured to all the seed. The promise of God is certain. No, listen, child of God, the, the, the delay of the manifestation has not changed God's mind about it. Now, if you read in context, as you read further down, he was enough brought in Abraham to show you what he's trying to say. That even though the promise delayed according to time with, with Abraham doesn't mean there was a delay because God has already spoken, it is sure. Am I making sense to anybody here? I said God's promise is sure. I said God's promise is sure. So as we as we approach the end of the year, entering a new year, and maybe your expectations based on God's promise have not yet manifested, I'm telling you something. What your expectation is based on is sure. And if it is sure, then relax. Your expectation will manifest. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. It will manifest. And by the way, I hope you know God does not live in time. Because we read for that in that scripture, you will see that Paul begins to teach that this God we are talking about, who makes promises, makes them outside the boundaries of time. So it says, even God, who quickened the dead, and calleth those things that be not as though they were. What's Paul saying? Paul is speaking about perspectives here. That from God's perspective, which is eternity, God speaks. And when God speaks, as far as God is concerned, what God has said has already happened. But when I look from my time-based perspective, it's as if what God has said has not yet manifested. But God is speaking to me in past tense. I have made you. 
I have blessed you. But I look in time, I don't see what God has said. But it says, so that's why it says, even God, who quickens the dead, and calls those things that be not as though they were. God is not lying. He's just perspective I'm talking about. And what is faith? Faith means come live your own perspective and take God's perspective. So if he says, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That the promise might be certain to all the seed. Be assured to all the seed. So listen to our God, even though there seems to be a delay, listen to me, the promise of God is sure. I said the promise of God is sure. The promise of God is certain. I think most certain are more reliable than Union Bank. You see Union Bank that is so reliable. Mm. The promise of God is more certain than that. The promise of God is more certain than the chair. How many of you, how many of you checked the chair you sat on when you came in? You sat down knowing you carry you. Abby, the promise of God is more certain than this chair. Oh, you know what I just said. God's promise is more certain. Now I can see you. I can touch you, right? I can feel you. You are here. I don't have to believe you are here. You are here. Abby, now God's promise is more certain than you being here. Somebody say amen. God's promise is more certain than your reality where you can feel, touch, and see. Glory to God. And if your expectation is based on God's promise, you can say like Paul, according to my earnest expectation that in nothing, nothing, I will be ashamed or disappointed. Somebody shout hallelujah. So what, what are the things you must put into consideration? Number one, number one, the certainty of God's promise is based on God's grace. God's grace and your faith in Christ. Say God's grace. Come on, say it loud. Say God's grace and faith in Christ. So the, the, the promise of God, the certainty of the promises of God is based on the grace of God and faith in Christ. You know, in, in, in management, they taught us something about necessary conditions, sufficient condition. Necessary condition is what must occur, what must be present for the situation to occur. But sufficient condition is what will actually produce the outcome for example to score a goal you need a ball but having a ball is not enough to score a goal somebody must kick the ball i'm making sense to you i know boo. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> listen having a ball you need a ball to score you can't have a, you can't have a goal without a ball right but having just just having a ball doesn't make you score the goal somebody must kick the ball into the net listen the grace of god the grace of god is necessary condition provided all we need faith in christ is that sufficient condition that makes what god's grace has provided already become your experience i have good news for you the only two conditions needed for god's promise to materialize is god's grace and faith in christ is somebody hearing what i'm saying say god's grace and faith in christ so let me warn you don't add to it a, a true prophet will not tell you anything else to add to the manifestation of God's promise. The only two conditions for God's promise is God's grace, which is his love and kindness already demonstrated to you by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My dear sister, God doesn't need to prove to you that he loves you anymore. He already loves you. And he didn't just love you and hid his love. He displayed his love publicly. For while we are yet seen as Christ died for us. Am I making sense to you now? 
So Paul says, hey, the only two conditions necessary for God's promise to be materialized in my life is the grace of God. Necessary condition. Number two, my faith in Christ. Not faith in my faith, not strong mind, not determination, but absolutely trusting what Christ has done in his death, in his burial, and what? As sufficient for God for all time. Somebody say amen. Thank you for listening. We trust God that you've been tremendously blessed by this podcast. To download the full message and other messages by Bishop Wale Ajayi, please visit www.cgmimiraclecenter.org. You can also follow Bishop Wale Ajayi on all social media platforms. Be blessed.